Hello, and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, author and playwright Mark Anthony Rossi. This show explores all forms of creativity for those searching for meaning and a place in the world. To err is human, but so is to love. Now, without further ado, here's your host. Hi, folks, and welcome back to Strength to Be Human. I'm your host, Mark Anthony Rossi, poet, author, host of this show, maybe even a bit of a therapist, especially during these times of the coronavirus and some of the things that I've been hearing from uh, emails and from folks uh, chatting with me, and and thank you for that. This is going to be episode uh, 119, okay, another installment of Peculiar Instruments. This one will be Ghosts as Characters. Now, whole part of this particular series was just to show things that are out of out of the human or element but also can be a, an important character in a, in a in a story or a play or um even a, even a poem okay uh, we first did the houses as characters which was really interesting now we're going to do ghosts as characters next we'll do animals as characters now one of the underlying themes of this show is that many a times a writer will pick this non-human, you know, a character as a way to uh, to get across other things that maybe a, a, a person as a character w- would get kind of boxed in or maybe more controversial or, or maybe it's just a good way for them to, um, you know, emphasize a, a metaphysical element or, or maybe even a, a spiritual or a religious one. Again, without having to completely, you know, tar and feather the, the, the entire project. So it's a really good... I, I feel like angle to get in there and, and get something uh, accomplished in terms of a, a possible uh, overall overarching theme or maybe even just, you know, a, a message that you want to do and, and do it in, in more, I guess you could say it's a subtle way, even though it's t- still kind of direct as a character. But, you know, if you got a talking dog or, you know, some ghost doing something, well, sometimes that's just the best way of doing it. Now, one of the more famous ones, on this particular um, theme here, as uh, ghost as characters, is the, uh, the the ghost from 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 Hamlet and Shakespeare. Okay, it's the father of the Danish prince, and it's obvious that it's angry the way things are, are going on, and is looking to get some kind of justice or or, or at least re- revenge, which of course is not that uncommon, and many stories like that, you know. After the fact, but we're talking about Hamlet, you know, written like six, seven hundred years ago. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, one of the more first ones that, that does this. Now, we'll, we'll see some examples, of course, in the Bible, too. But since I'm not really going to use the Bible as literature. And we'll just we'll just stick with things that are, you know, within uh, a, a list of the last thousand years or so. Okay. And, and Hamlet is really one of the first big examples of this. Uh, Shakespeare has used ghosts a number of times in his elements, but this is really the most famous one because it, it has a, a gigantic portion of that particular uh, play it is about that ghost and what it's trying to do. Okay. Now, another one here, which is uh, I found pretty interesting, is 
It's a story called The Dead by uh, James Joyce, okay? And, and in that particular one, the, uh, the character is uh, a, a woman possessed by the memory of a, of a dead kid. And, and how they're trying to solve um, uh, the issues of their, of their Irish heritage. And of course, uh, you know, love and, and maybe things that are taken for granted. It's sort of a way to sort of refresh somebody's uh, appreciation of, of what they have at the moment. Ghosts are really good for this. And it's a good theme for many works on how you can try to reinstill some gratitude in, into a... a into a, a picture frame of a story or even a, into another character, a human character's, you know, heart and soul, you know, is to remind them that um, being a ghost in many ways means that you don't get a chance to, to have another chance. Even if that ghost can affect some things, you know, in the physical realm here, they can't really affect a whole lot what's going on for them. They're gone. They're dead. You know, wherever they're going, you know, I wouldn't say it was always a, a, a bad place because not all these ghosts are, you know, haunted in that sort of way. But I I, I can't see they're having a, a terribly great time because, you know, they still have unfinished business here. I don't know if that keeps them from going to the other place or keeps coming back here. I mean, that, that might be the example of it or I don't know, maybe maybe dying and, and, and going to some place is boring. You know, we, we only have limited examples from the Bible and from other religious texts about where the afterlife is and what you do there and etc. But I don't know. I, to me, it doesn't sound all that exciting. It really doesn't. You know? I'm sorry to say, but if I'm going to go to some place of perfection, you know, um, I'm probably going to be bored. Because even with as difficult as life can be, you know, we got terrorism going around. We got crazy viruses separating people and closed borders and all kinds of stuff. That's still terribly more exciting, I think, than um, being in some boring place of perfection where uh, you, you, you never, you're never sick. You don't have any challenges. You're just walking around happy all the time. I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a cult camp. It doesn't sound like heaven. So I'm not sure how heaven, how heavenly heaven is. You know, so who can blame ghosts for wanting to hang out with us? You know, I don't think they have HBO in heaven either, so can't really blame them. All right, let's go on to uh, another interesting one, okay? Now, Edgar Allan Poe, he had a few that um, translated some of this uh, uh, ghost effect as a character. One of them, the well, big one, is, is called The Imps of the Perverse, okay? And um, this this ghost... Which it looks like it was kind of like uh, inspired by, by by Shakespeare, and I'm not really too surprised about that. But the ghost has a kind of a conscience, and it, and is trying to um, get this character to confess to a crime. I'm not really sure if uh, you know this is about confession or justice or or anything like that. But that's that's what it's trying to do. It certainly is an interesting take on all that. And um, even though uh, Poe was a horror writer uh, and had some ghostly type material, he wasn't really big on doing a lot of ghost type stories with her, you know, inter in interfering or intervening with things. So that's really an interesting one. I always felt that my most, my favorite of all 
And the one I thought had the most real impact on people in general, the readers, not just the characters, was The Christmas Carol from, from Charles Dickens. Because you remember that this guy who has become a, a greedy, fat jerk uh, who hates everybody and, and everybody of any consequence has left his life. Um, he's got a series of, of, of ghosts from the, from the past and the, and the present and even the future. And uh, they are pretty damn spooky. And they have some harsh things to say and to show. But they are all trying to, to reach him, and this is probably the best way of doing it. As you can see, uh, a ghost as a character, particularly in A Christmas Carol, has a, an enormous effect. I can't see how you could have done this otherwise. Mainly because this guy didn't care about people anymore. So it wasn't like you could sit there and you know chat with a guy for a while. He'd throw you out of his office or punch you in the face probably in the street. Hit you in the head with a snowball or something maybe, but he wasn't going to be listening to you. Yeah, it was all about money and and business and not caring about anything. He just gave up on people. And maybe that's the best reason and, and, and the best vehicle, really, you know, for a ghost in a story when you make it as a character is because it's the only thing that's going to reach that individual. It's the only thing. I mean, you're going to get this guy's attention. You wake him up in the middle of the night, boom. I'm the ghost for Christmas past. I'm here to kick your butt. Well, then you get his attention. You get everybody's attention. Because what they're having to say and what they're showing, this ghost, you know, is more than some, you know, magical powers from the from the, from the the deep dimensions of beyond or something. It's, it's really uh, about um, a lesson that only can be taught from, from, the, from the ghost and, and what it can do. So it, it just it really draws your attention and, and becomes a real a real focusing point that you just can't do any any other way. So I, I, that's the, one of the most famous ones and the ones I like the most. And we we all see this ghost every year because you know they have all the different versions on TV. Um, the one um, from George C. Scott is is one of the considered the classics. I think that came out in the seventies. That's great. Um, I know there was a, a much older one. I think Basil Rathbone was in that one. That's like from the, like the 40s or something. I, 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 I really love the Patrick Stewart one. I'm a big fan of his of his acting. And I really think he captures it well. Although between him and Joseph Scott, it kind of goes back, back and forth. But they do a, a fine job on that. And um, I know Mr. Mister uh, Magoo, <laughs> they had a, a take on this too, the cartoon. And so they had some ghosts in that too. And that's kind of fun. But... We see this sort of thing every year, so that that ghost really does have a an impact, a, a real positive purpose, you know. Now, there's a real rough one, and uh, it's from um, the Nobel Prize winner, uh, Toni Morrison, uh, from her book Beloved. the The fetus of a of a of a baby comes back to to remind the people it doesn't want to be born because it's just going to be a damn slave anyway during the slave days. So one, one hell of a perspective, that's for sure, and, and one creepy, uh, rough ghost uh, that um, can really uh, really move you, make you think, real, real provocative. I mean, I'm not saying that Carol, Christmas Carol isn't, because it is, in, in that positive, you know, moral um, kind of way, but um, beloved, man, that's, that's rough. And um, hard to know if you want to call this thing a historical, you know, um, fiction piece or a horror story or a political tome i mean it, it has elements of all of those in that particular book and it's definitely unique and, and extremely rough but 
it's another another fine example of that okay now this is probably more famous because of the Lord of the Rings uh, movies uh, especially the the third in the series uh, Return of the King but if you if you read uh, Tolkien's uh, Lord of the Rings uh, of course uh, Return of the King book you know and I did more than 30 years ago uh, the uh, the dead men of Dunharrow are really uh, uh, some interesting ghosts. Um, here's the guys that have either portrayed their oath or done horrible like wartime crimes and this idiotic things that are disloyal and have become ghosts trapped in this mountain. Only the king could release them from this hell that they're in and let them go on to their spiritual reward or place or wherever you go if you do something you know decent or honor i think uh the vikings called it valhalla and you know we call it heaven everybody has a different name for it uh so he goes over there to visit them and tells them what he needs and uh, he'll free them once they do it so they wind up becoming these ghosts um incredible soldiers that he needed in the midst of a, of a battle where he didn't have enough manpower where the bad guys had more numbers than he did and these guys were able to kick some pirate butt you know, and help him, you know, even out that war against, uh, you know, the Lord of the Rings. People forget about that, that the Lord of the Rings is literally uh, named and, and pretty much about the, the evil character that took that, you know, ring over and enslaved all those people and was trying to take over the world again through it. Not to say it's not about friendship and, and, and all the wonderful positive characters in there trying to fight these battles, but really it's about the, the bad guy and, and, and what it's done. And these guys, these ghost guys, they, I guess they jump on the opportunity that, hey, we got another chance now to do something honorable, free ourselves from this, you know, hellhole of a mountain. I mean, you're in a mountain for, you know, hundreds of years or whatever, you know, trapped in there. You can't exactly be some happy characters. Again, <laughs> the, the dead life doesn't sound all that fascinating. Look at these guys. They're, 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 they're ready to go back into human action over here because even that's more interesting than... You know, wandering around a a, a a mountain. Green, ghostly weirdos, you know? No McDonald's in sight. Not a milkshake that you can have. You're just like some plasma looking at a freaking rock. Doesn't sound all that exciting to me. So, great for them. They had another chance to redeem themselves. And, and of course, they helped uh, good people out for a change. Instead of being, uh, you know, dummies and, 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 and dishonorable idiots. They got back, back their honor and they got back their... I guess you could say spiritual freedom. So that's that's definitely another wonderful uh, example of that. I really like that one a lot, actually. Now, there's another one here, too, that we, we all remember as growing up as children. And that's the uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Okay? That's a really interesting story about this guy running around with a horse as a ghost because uh, somebody cut off his head. So he's a headless horseman running around looking for his head. Scaring the hell out of everybody. It's really a story that people remember, especially during Halloween. I guess you could say this is more talked about during Halloween, where, of course, the, the Christmas carol is more Christmas. So that's, that's definitely interesting and uh, a, real, a real classic from, from Washington Irving. It's really a, a hell of a story. Um, he's wrote many other things, but that one really became the, 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 real, the real classic for him. In terms of uh, you know notoriety and, and, and of course uh, fame, 
<clears throat> and really, you don't have too many um, headless horseman stories. So hey, you, you can't you can't beat that one. I really I really like that one a lot too. It, it's another one that I remember, you know, most uh, from from my childhood. And, and and of course, it, you know, it really fits what we're trying to talk about here is ghosts as as characters. Now, I remember this one over here. It's called the uh, the murdered horse. You know, it came out in '88, and um, it it it's it's a play that really talks about a ghostly world and, and how that can you know interrupt your reality and and, if, and maybe in many ways uh, you know teach you something about um, your own life. I mean, I I think in many instances the authors of the of these uh, you know short stories or plays or books. A looking uh, for the ghost is is really a, an instrument to to help refresh or remind, maybe even help redeem people, resurrect something that you know that dies in us after time because it does. You know, it's hard to keep love alive, you know, for decades without it. Um, you know, going down to an ember or you know just a, a burnt candle. It, it, it's hard to. You know, to be uh, to be fresh and, and and to feel new, or even sometimes to feel positive about things. You know, I mean, things wear you down. Uh, people and the you know their, you know their their idiotic uh, um, you know dramas that don't seem to want to handle themselves, or you know relatives with the you know ungrateful attitudes, uh, kids you know with just just the, their needs and in general how that how that takes you down. You know. The time that we, we, we take with, with marriage and how that can be an up and down thing. So it's not difficult. And you don't have to make it that dramatic. It's not like you're going off some road someplace and drinking or something. You know, because you're having a hard time. But it's not difficult to, you know, to stray from home or to steer off that road for a while. It, it happens to all of us. And um, I think authors, uh, especially, uh, it happens to a lot. They deal with, uh, you know, depression and, 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 and frustration and many other things that many other people deal with. But I think many times they, they deal with them a lot more acutely. And because of that, I think they focus on these subjects a lot. Almost like they're hoping for something like this to come in and intervene. Sorry, my cat over here is behind this. Venetian blind driving me nuts. Come on. Come on out. <laughs> she got locked in the office over here. Lord, these cats. So I and it makes it makes sense to me why they do this because sometimes that they, they are a, a good a good tool to intervene uh, for us to learn something and I think sometimes for the for the author as well too. Because you know, when you're thinking about uh, a character, especially somebody who, who, who might preach or, or teach or lecture or even drone on about a subject, you know, you're forced to give some background about their situation, if not about their, their themselves, you know, their lives, where a, a, a ghostly uh, dimension or figure or something that intervenes temporarily, you don't have to do as much because part of that ghostly thing is that mystery behind it, is that, that whole element of unknown. So it kind of frees you as a, as a writer, I think, in many ways, to like, oh, God, good, I don't have to explain the whole backstory for this for this uh, person or for this thing. I could just let the ghost just do its thing. 
you know? It's like a lecture without the backstory or, you know, a, a, a lesson without another lesson behind it. And, and that's, not, that's a good thing because I think creatively, sometimes you just want to try to get to what you're getting to. You're moving this thing forward. And, I, you know, I know it sounds ironic, but oftentimes it's hard to move forward when you're writing and you got to write something backward about somebody. You know, some back thing just to to justify what you're doing. It's like, ah, trying to go forward over here. I don't want to be talking about all this, you know, in 1928, who cares? You know, so ghosts really kind of free up the writer as well. And that's that's really a good thing. That's what I really like about how ghosts can become characters and and really become, you know, central figures to to teach us things and and also to teach other characters things. And, and of course, it really really helps. I think it really adds a whole... um, kind of stylish uh, element to, to, to the uh, to the story that you're doing. Now, don't get me wrong. You're doing every story like this. It, it's going to get boring fast, okay? Because there's only so much before you get like, yeah, okay, come on, stop being a dork. Now, besides stories and, and poems and plays, you know, we've had a few movies where uh, we've had uh, ghosts in here that were doing uh, interesting and important things. And... Sometimes the whole the whole Dawn movie was about them. You know, I'll give you an example. John Carpenter's The Fog. Okay? They remade it and the remake was horrible. So just stick to his classic from the 80s. Alright? Please. Without having to give too much move of the movie away. You know, um, they're all human characters. Don't get me wrong. But those creatures that came out of the fog. You know, which are definitely, uh, you know ghostly uh ghostly creatures they're they're trying to um you know get some justice from their situation so they're definitely intervening but they're not intervening by teaching any individual a lesson as much as they're going after certain people that they're targeting that are necessary you know so ironically they are not random killers so even if you encounter them even if you run into them they're not going to kill you because you're not their target only certain individuals are for reasons that you'll learn, you know, in the movie. So the movie, in many instances, is is about them as much, you know, is is about other characters, and that's fine because you know, they're, they're, it's a classic horror story, so you're gonna have that in there, okay? You'll you'll remember from the Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, they, they, they uh, it's because of a curse that you know the creatures have become uh, people will become uh, ghostly, and Finally, uh, uh, ironically, they're trying to get back again to to the human life, which is that recurring thing we talked about, you know, a couple of times in the show already. You know, what the hell is so bad about being some uh, eternal spirit? You want to come back to, you know, to, to being a, a fleshy person with all the problems we have to deal with. So yeah, you really have to wonder about how exciting it is on the other side. Maybe we should stay the hell over here. Because apparently everybody's trying to fight to get over here. There's not too many people trying to fight to get to the other side. It really isn't. But it does happen a, a, a time and again in, in, in some of these um, some of these movies. Now, the Poltergeist, and they did a couple of these. So just stick to the first one. The rest of them, nobody cares, okay? Uh, basically, uh, ghostly things are coming back. And they're not happy because uh, a land developer wind up uh, building houses on the cemetery. So, the dead are not happy. I guess they want to be left alone. I don't... Other than the understanding that, you know, 
what that's being done is disrespectful. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go do this. I still don't really understand the whole spiritual consequence of, uh, I built a house on this cemetery, so now they have to come out and be pissed off and scare people and beat people up and do this and do that and blah, blah, blah. I don't know how this interrupts their their existence because if they're over in some other plane of dimensional existence, what the hell does that do with the cemetery? There's only a bunch of bones over there and a rock with some words. So I never understood that. Still don't get that. Nobody really explained that to me other than just the, you know, the basic understanding of, of respect. I don't get where all the rest of that stuff comes in on. So that's still a mystery to me. Maybe somebody will explain that one day. <laughs> you know, um, you've had a few other people that wanted to go back into the, um, the spirit world to investigate something just temporarily and then come back. All right. So you had a movie like that called the, um, the flatliners. They made a remake of that. God almighty, these remakes. Don't listen to the remake. Don't watch it. It's stupid. Okay. Go to the original ones with the Brad Pack weirdo kids, actors from the eighties. Okay. That actually is a pretty original idea to, to kill people temporarily by stopping their hearts or they go into some dimensional world or, or something to get something learned and come back. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I like the idea. I thought it was a pretty effective um, movie and storyline. Uh, it just didn't do so well because it had all these Brad Packhouses and nobody took them seriously. You know, a bunch of Brad kids and blah, blah, blah. You know them all. Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen. Blah, 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 you know, so maybe if I had a little bit more uh, unknowns of serious actors, it could have been interesting. But hey, what are you going to do? Of course, everybody remembers uh, the movie Ghost, you know, with uh, Patrick Swayze and uh, Whoopi Goldberg and everything. You know, a a ghost trying to, uh, you know, I guess reassure his lover, uh, her faith in him and and how he left. So it's touching, romantic, interesting you know, wish they had a better title, but it was still cool, and 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 I always liked that movie. I mean, it's not like you know in the top 100 of my movies, okay? Don't get me wrong, but you know, as a commercial piece, you know they didn't screw it up, and you know I I liked it, so I can definitely uh you know hang with that. Got a number of ghost movies there, or most of them you know like Shushing Productions or you know Broke Down Communications. That's probably the name of the film uh, studios because you know they're very low rent. They were straight to video as they used to say so you got plenty of those don't really want to get interested in too many of those anyway you know because they, they can use them as horror vehicles you're not going to learn anything from that because it's just about the ghosts and the story and the, and the scariness of it all maybe even some sometimes the grossness of it all but you're not going to really learn that too much as an intervening element you know so you don't really have to bother with that one uh too much okay um there's a I remember a, a movie that came out based on the um, the uh, the horror novel Ghost Story. You know, it came out I think in the late eight, in the late eighties, and it was it was pretty cool. I mean, I I think um, it was one one of the greatest ones. But I, again, it was another one about a ghost trying to solve a, a, a murder and, and having the you know that injustice uh, carry on. Sometimes ghosts get mad about that, especially if they're involved in it. It's a good vehicle. It's been used a number of times, like I said, from Hamlet onward. But to me, I never get tired of it, especially if you can come up with some kind of interesting angle. I, I kind of like that. So it can have a it can have a real um, real impact on 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 a reader or or, or an audience. Um, 
we have, of course, a number of phrases in our language. And I'm, I'm assuming other languages have these too, but there's a number we have in our language that, that simply bring us back to the whole element of the ghost. Okay, you got um, ghost of a chance. Just trying to tell you that it, it's a slim chance. It's just a ghost, something that's small, difficult for you to grasp, not really tangible, but it's kind of there. You know, you got ghosts in the machine, which is, you know, something in your computer or something in your machine that's not making it work right. You know, people think it's a gremlin or something. Or <laughs> that's that was the old uh, that was the old theory of the old, um, you know, part of that. So I like that. <laughs> and um, I know that sometimes when people say, gee, you're white as a ghost. Yeah, because ghosts were supposed to be white, and I mean, other times uh, they've been different colors, and especially in some of the graphic novels, they got them in you know all kinds of different uh, uh, colors. You know, I think the uh, the ghost in the the fog had like uh, green eyes or something, and the other ones have had red eyes, and yeah. So we we still are fascinated by by ghosts. Ghosts as characters uh, intermingling with with human characters, sometimes ghosts just by themselves. You know, we really are. I remember uh, a, a movie, and I just can't capture the title right now. Maybe because I wasn't initially going to talk about it, so I didn't research it. But I remember watching it. It was with Errol Rickman, God, God rest his soul. Uh, and the Australian actor, just love that guy. He was, you know, great in everything he's ever did. And, and he had died, and he became a ghost doing all kinds of things in the movie to try to remind his wife that he was still around, that he still loved her, even as a ghost. And that was really good. It, it was far better than Ghost, the movie, with you know Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze. I thought it was a lot more effective. You know, it was a foreign film, more of an independent film. It still was extremely effective, in my opinion. And I'm, I was really happy with it. Sometimes... Movies, though, can imply a ghost, and it's maybe not a ghost there. You know, a perfect example was uh, The Babadook, uh, that Australian uh, film. It's an independent horror movie where you're not sure if there's a ghostly thing going on or if it's just uh, the woman breaking down in psychological madness, you know, that uh, doesn't want to lose her child and, and she's wondering if she's losing her mind. You can't really tell sometimes in that movie. Even though it was low budget, they, they were very effective in what they were able to do. One of the more original uh, movies I've seen uh, in, in the horror vein in a long time. So, definitely excited to check that out. And it, and it still has a kind of a ghostly element to it. Well, that's it for now, folks, with uh, ghosts as, as characters. I'm, I'm definitely as excited to bring this to your attention. Uh, it, it's really a fascinating uh, subject. Something I've always thought about talking about. I was like, I just got to frame it into something because... Sometimes you can't do a standalone show and just about that, and then you go something else. So I'm glad I was able to stick this in the series. The next one about animals as characters coming up later in, in this month of March will be it'll be exciting. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the coronavirus and some of the things that are going on and how that might affect the art community and, and of course, maybe uh, ways that we can uh, see uh, literature in this sort of thing and, and kind of get something from it. I'm hoping maybe we can all create a little something from our experiences and you know share it with the world. All right, folks, this is Strength to be Human, episode 119. God bless you, folks, and thank you. Thank you for listening. Follow the show and support our efforts by purchasing an ebook at Soma Publishing, www.somapublishing.com.